welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello and welcome to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and I just love doing not just the show, but just about everything I do. It's just amazing to be in this field of healing and science and just see all of the progress and shift that's happening for people nowadays. One of the the big questions I've been wrestling with for the last couple of years is which way the world is going. And there are number of futurists and people who look at the trends we're in right now and point to the many negative trends there are at the moment. And there are plenty of negative trends out there. There are, of course, the global ones like climate change that are affecting everybody with extreme storms, extreme weather events in different parts of the world. There are ones like communal violence and family violence and social violence that are capturing the headlines on a on a regular basis. There are all kinds of political tensions. There are other global problems like like species extinction and income inequality. And so there's a lot to worry us and suggest that we aren't doing too well as a species on the planet. And all those things are true and are a real concern. But what I see is a real bifurcation. And there are people who are sucked into all that negative news. For example, the World Health Organization finds that rates of anxiety and depression have almost doubled over the last few years, and also referrals to psychiatric clinics have doubled also since the start of the pandemic. So we know that people aren't doing well, they're struggling, that in aggregate, the number of people who are suffering from these afflictions like anxiety and depression is growing. And yet, that's part of the story. The other part of the story is that if you look at numbers from various other large-scale surveys, that you find that many positive trends going on. Like one of the real worries for me and many other people is deforestation. So I was reading a story about deforestation recently and all worried about it. So I looked up some stats about it and discovered that there are dozens of countries with more forest cover today than they had in 2000. So in 20 years, many countries have increased their forest cover, and that includes the two biggest countries in the world, India and China. There are more forests there than there were 20 years ago, substantially more. So wherever you look, there are also counter trends. And one of those that I also find encouraging is meditation. In 1980, about 1% of people in advanced countries meditated. By 2004, according to the Center for Disease Control in the U.S., it had risen to about 4%. And the number today is heading for, take a breath, get ready for it, <laughs> 20%. We're close to 20% of people in developed countries meditating now. We don't have as good a statistics as that for 
developing nations, but we know that lots of people as well in developing countries are finding that there is such benefit to them in focusing on their spiritual growth. And many of those countries also have indigenous populations and, and an indigenous spirituality that's been there for a long, long time. So if you look at the other trends, the positive trends, there are lots of them as well. So when you are picking what to focus your attention on, pick the good stuff. Don't ignore the bad stuff. Don't be a Pollyanna or too much of a Pollyanna. Be a little bit of a Pollyanna. Don't be a unreasonable optimist. Don't certainly don't dissociate from everything going on or do spiritual bypassing. Admit we have problems, but we have problems. But if you let those problems obsess you, then you are really only seeing half the picture. I just got several emails this week from people who listen to the show and who just say how grateful they are the show is there and they're listening to episode after episode after episode to really immerse themselves in positive messages. And that's powerful to do that and shift your consciousness. We know from my book, The Genie in Your Genes, it shifts your biology. It dramatically reduces your stress hormones like cortisol, like norepinephrine. It raises healthy hormones like DHEA. So it's having a lot of positive effects in your body as well if you immerse yourself in these kinds of media. So do that. Go and listen to as many happy songs as you can on your device, as many happy messages as you can. You'll find it hard to escape the doom and gloom. Make sure you balance that with the optimism and positivity and the love and compassion and joy that is flowing out in every moment, just waiting for you to pick up on it and tune into it. So you can dial into the rest of it, the rest of that negative stuff for a while every day, but make sure you dial up positive stuff in your life dramatically and make that your dominant reality. So make that what you fill your mind with. And I've been so grateful to people who've said, hey, I'm binge listening to high energy health to really fill my mind with positive ideas. So make a practice of doing that. I also encourage you to listen with a something to write with. It can be your journal. It can be a stray piece of paper and a pen. It can be your device. I know when I go to events like great speakers, I take my journal and I make notes in my journal. And then I turn those to action items later on. So I want you to find actionable things you can apply in your life. They are there in every single episode of High Energy Health. Make this part of your self-care, self-nurturing, self-clearing routine every day and every week to really tune into positive media. And again, this show is one of many ways you can stimulate positive ideas, positive concepts, and learn positive practices in your life. So I love doing this. I love doing everything I do. I love the whole field of science, energy healing, and all of the kinds of messages we're getting from it now about how important these practices are, how easy they are, how dramatically they affect our health and longevity. So I love sharing them. And as you share them with others, you'll find that more and more you get drawn into the community of people that we're all part of, that has those high intentions, and that has that elevated sense of why they're here and what they're doing. You're going to enjoy our guest today. Her name is Hilary Russo and her website is Hillary, that's Hillary with one L, HillaryRusso.com. She's a faculty member at St. John's University in New York City. She's an award-winning multimedia host and journalist, and she focuses on health and wellness. She's certified in Havening, which was developed years ago by my dear friend Ron Rudin. It's an energy psychology method. It specializes in releasing the trauma that otherwise stays trapped in the body. And Hillary specializes in working with children, as well as purpose-driven executives and performers. Her virtual, as well as her live programs, amplify her message that you own your own story, and you can rewrite that narrative to find your joy. Welcome, Hillary. 
Oh, such a pleasure, Dawson. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and I yeah. love that there's the connection with Dr. Steve and Dr. Ron Rudin because they're wonderful. They really mentors, are. Yeah. Men mentors of mine, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really simple method. And yet it, it can have profound stress reduction effects. How did you, how did you discover havening? You know, it's a fascinating story. I actually was already a holistic health coach and was just exploring different possibilities to incorporate into my practice. And I was actually at a birthday party and I met the executives of Havening Techniques, uh, Feliciana, and we both had a mutual friend. And, you know, the general conversation happens. It's the, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, what do you do for a living? Right. And she knew that I was a health coach and a health journalist. And then she said, well, I do Havening. And of course, a lot of times people are like, what's Havening? Right. So <laughs> her way of sharing it with me was to actually share it with me personally. And she said, do you mind if I touch you? And I said, of course. And she put her arms on me doing the gentle havening touch on my shoulders down to my elbows, just one of the havening touches and was talking to me in her sweet, calming voice that she has. And after she was done, and I'm just standing there at this bar with all these people there, I thought, I don't know what you just did to me, but I need more of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what I said, because she was sharing with me the modality, which is a neuroscience based approach that uses this, the, the approach of touch and pleasant distraction to change the landscape of the brain. And in that moment where she just was asking me, think of something that might be causing you a little bit of upset, you know, what's causing you a little upset right now? And I did. And in the few moments that she shared it with me right there in the middle of this New York City bar, I was like, I feel so different. And then I wound up going to a three-day workshop with Dr. Ron and Dr. Steve and a number of the other trainers that were there. And I said, if this works, and I volunteered on stage, I volunteered to have a demo done with me with Dr. Ron about a trauma that happened in my own life. I said, if this works, I'm doing it and I'm getting certified. And it did. And it was on the passing of my father, which I always had struggled with. And it was a traumatic event for me because my dad was ill my whole life. And I never looked at that the same way afterwards. I never looked at that. And I've used it with a number of things in my own life, traumas to everyday upsets. And I use it in my own practice, but I use it in my own life every day. And I, I am so grateful for it. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's one of the whole group of physical based techniques, medical mm -hmm. psychology that very rapidly are able to reduce mm -hmm. our levels of stress. And the, the kind of rapid shift you experienced that very first time mm -hmm. is typical of these protocols. And it's just one, amazing. We now have these. I had a friend, Hillary, I was talking to a friend I've known for 40 years the other day, and he was saying, you know, my parents never had this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we never did. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true that we never really we think about like what can we put it pretty much put in our own hands at a very young age to become well rounded, well managing somebody that's able to deal with the everyday stresses as well as those deep rooted upsets and traumas, right? And if we put more of these tools even in schools like the social emotional learning tools, the SELs, imagine the changes it could be for a child. I've seen it with my own clients. I've seen it with those I've shared with. I've seen it with other people who are using it and young kids. It's very different than saying go to detention or go to your room where you're supposed to sit in your thoughts and learn something. Why not give children the tools to self regulate themselves and self heal and learn meditation, put meditation in classrooms, right? So that's just children, but we can use it today as adults every day for the, the stresses we have for the overwhelm for the anxiety for the burnout we are seeing so much right now. I mean, you're right when you were when you were sharing earlier that so many people, especially since this pandemic have been reaching out for means of how do I help get through these tough times, whether it is doing a complementary alternative medicine, 
person like havening or something different, the more tools we have in our mental health toolbox, the better. I call it brain candy. The more things we put in our brain candy jar, the, 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 the sweetest, it's the sweetest ways to be kind to your mind. That's what I call it. So this is just one of many tools, but I will say it is a, it is an approach that works rapidly. It changes the landscape of your brain. It, releases those wonderful hormones, the oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, and the GABA. And and then it puts your brain in what they call a delta wave state, which is a state of deep sleep, which we don't really reach unless we are sleeping. And sometimes we don't even reach that sleeping. So if you're able to reach that in havening while you're conscious, while you're awake, imagine what your day will be like when you find that deep sense of calm and, and, and just peace to be able to make those decisions, you know? Yeah, I am thinking both about children and also just imagine if everyone knew these techniques during something like the pandemic, mm -hmm. they wouldn't have that high degree of stress. I mean, obviously, you, you get stressed by things that are happening around you. But the fact that people don't know generally that there are these super simple, mm -hmm. super quick techniques that rapidly calm you means that you have so much higher a degree of resilience when you go into any kind of stressful situation like that. And I just driven to see these techniques available globally, because if we could reach just like not just millions of people with tens of millions of people with them, then we're going to have a very different social outcome. So let's go switch from there for a moment to children. How did yeah. you start to apply it with children? And of course, the benefit to them learning it early is mm -hmm. that they then had that technique the rest of their lives. Actually, before I before you answer this, just one, I was reading a case history from one of our EFT practitioners this morning, and she was working with a um, adult man who uh, was autistic and he his his mom was bringing him in and he was he was in his mid twenties and like just nonverbal non-responsive and in I think four sessions four fairly mm -hmm. brief sessions he was starting to totally shift his behavior starting to use EFT on himself and be tolerant of some of the the constructive behaviors his mom was trying to encourage him in so it's just amazing that you know somebody who's been in that very isolated space mm -hmm. for so many years can be reached by by these, these kinds of physical therapies. So children, I'm really curious as to how mm. you went there. You know, I love what you just mentioned too, because I do occupational therapy with children on horseback. And I did that before I was even involved with havening. And many of our children were on the spectrum, autistic, nonverbal, and just what you saw in maybe the 12 to 14 weeks that they were taking this weekly horseback riding. I saw one child go from nonverbal to just simple verbal, not words necessarily, but making the commands on the horse. So it there's so many beautiful things that can happen with you if we just realize the power of our own bodies and minds, even when it's different from somebody else. So that that touches me deeply. And I, I've been I've been working with children for a very long time before I even before I was even doing the holistic health work. You know, my back being I was a professional actress and also television journalist, which I've done for 25, 30 years. But I took a break after 9-11. I was on air during 9-11 and I needed a break. And I went back to my first love of acting. But during that time, I started working with children and created a, a workshop for youth camp, co-created it and saw the benefits of giving children the giving children the gift of sharing their own creativity and being able to execute that in a beautiful way and letting them explore it with their own minds. And you really see that beautifully within the theatrical world, you know, the, the creativity, the, the fantasy. So that was really the first time I worked with children, even though I, and I was an educator in that way. And then I moved to working with college students as a college professor. And I noticed how there's this link between those, those five to 10 year olds to 17 to 22 year olds where what's happening in between 
right? And the college students I use Havening with all the time because they get anxious. They are overwhelmed by everything happening in school. And now with the high schoolers I work with as well, and, and with everything that's out there with the internet, the media, the overwhelm, comparison, imposter syndrome, every bullying, this is something that's giving the children the tools to, again, self-regulate and use in the classroom. And I teach broadcast journalism. I teach communications. They get scared sometimes being in front of the camera, talking in front of people. This is great for public speaking. I've used this with, the, like you mentioned, the C-suite executives. It gives them a sense of calm and confidence. So if you sit there just for a few minutes and you're doing a little self-havening, I can do this. I'm prepared. I'm confident. I'm ready. I can take this test. I can do this speech. It changes the landscape of the brain from going from panic to a state of pause and power. And that's what I love about it with kids because it's no different than doing warm ups before you go on stage. I used to do warm ups all the time as a theater actress. Why can't I do that? I do havening and I do. So any, and it's all energy, Dawson, right? It's all energy. So like, why not put your energy towards something positive rather than the fear that comes in? Like, I'm not going to pass. I'm not going to get this done. So it's a really beautiful way to give these tools to kids kids or when they feel like they're acting out. You know, I have a five-year-old I was working with for some time who was a huge Broadway fanatic. And when he got a little upset, I'd be like, okay, let's just sing a Disney song, you know? And he started, and his mom told me he walks around the house just self-havening himself and singing Disney when he's feeling a little bit of upset. Or kids always have the hardest time falling asleep, right? As we do, we don't get enough sleep in this world. It's a wonderful way to put you in that deep sleep state and then you fall asleep faster. So there's really no negative effects to havening. And there's really no age that's not impacted by havening. That's the beauty of it. Because we're all big kids, aren't we? <laughs> we are all big kids, yes. Also, <laughs> our futures are very different if we learn it as yes. children. So we then Absolutely. try that stress reduction into our future. We are then limited by those issues for years and years and years. We learn to solve them as children. We carry that learning into the future. We're going to go to a break right now. Tuned. You're listening to High Energy Health. When we get back, we'll talk more about the science behind hating and other energy psychology tools and techniques. My guest today is Hilary Russo. Her website is hilaryrusso.com. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. My name is Dawson Church. I'm your host. And it's so wonderful to have the privilege of sharing this with you every week. You are trusting your mind and your awareness to me for this hour. And you know that I have a passion for sharing things that will make a real difference to your life and to your awareness as we shift our consciousness this way, as we pay attention to what really counts, wholeness, love, compassion, healing, energy, then our whole lives start to change. One of my guests said when he was encouraging our listeners to start a meditation practice said, don't look initially for feeling different when you start your practice. What to look for initially is things shifting in the world around you. And you will typically find that your world will start to shift as you start to meditate, as you start to tap, as you start to use all the techniques we advocate on this show. So I have a list of really wonderful natural techniques in my book, Mind to Matter. You can get the book free at mindtomatter.com. Go and check it out. There are 30 techniques. Try them out. See which one fits naturally for your lifestyle. Also, for Hillary's work, go to her website, Hillary Russo. And that's Hillary with one I, H-I-L-A-R-Y. We were talking earlier about 
children, teenagers, mm. college students, how overwhelmed they are, how stressed they are, all the pressures they have to face. And I was just visualizing, imagine if they didn't learn a stress reduction technique, the kind of stress they'd be carrying forward into their lives versus when they do learn one early, and then they have this this, this tool for resilience in their whole future lives. That's why I think that getting into schools, getting in, into early life uh, locations is so vital. Hillary, I'm so glad you're doing that. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, there's such a, it's a gift to work with children. Honestly, it's a gift to work with anyone that we can teach them how to self-regulate in their own hands, because that's really what it's about. It's putting the power, as Dr. Rudin says, it's putting the power of active emotional well-being in your hands, not just emotional well-being, but active. And when we can self-apply and have the ability to self-soothe, it's not me empowering you. It's not any other practitioner empowering you. It's not any other healer healing you. And I'm not a big fan of that term either, because then you're taking the power away from the person. So if we can put the power, give you the tools to empower yourself, that's where the real magic is, is that you realize that you have the tools within your own hands to make a difference. Yes. And seeing that and witnessing that is really the gift that I get in return. Yeah. And that for a lot of kids is, is news. I mean, they've been mm. in the situation when they're parented and they don't have a lot of control of where they live and where they're going and who they're with. And then discovering that they really can shift their emotions is just profound. Stumble on that. And again, you were, we were just chatting during the break about research and just mm -hmm. wondering what research has been done. You're saying that some research has been done now in Havening. I mean, there's constant research that's being done and being explored. I mean, if you know the doctors as well as I do, you know that their heads are always turning with the doctors. And we have Dr. Kate Truitt as well, who has her own practice in, in Los Angeles, who is our head of global communication, global director of Havening. And she's constantly doing her work as well. But we have a number of practitioners too who are licensed therapists. And I think all of us, whether we're licensed or whether we are certified or just using this modality, we are constantly looking at ways to build awareness about havening and havening techniques. But if you go on the havening.org website, you can actually find an area for all the studies and the white papers and any kind of publishing that's been done. That's really the best place I can direct you to for that because there's just so much really good information that I couldn't even put it in this time that we have together, you know? Yeah. And it's great too that science has validated a lot of these energy therapies. Initially, they were just observation. They were clinical practice. They were wise healers who were able to serve their clients. And now there's so much empirical evidence in things like brain scans and mm. hormones and genes to show us that our bodies are changing profoundly. One thing I'm just curious about, you mentioned that the lady who showed you Haveny for the very first time mm. in that bar in New York, which by the way, <laughs> starts like the opening line of a joke. <laughs> I was in a bar a in New York. And... Exactly. <laughs> Two practices. Practitioners walked into a bar. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I just love that story because it really is, you know, I say life is a falling into the way we meet people, what we do for a living. I mean, for years, I was just a journalist. You know, I was a practicing journalist and working in this field and thinking, how can I make a difference bigger? I hear stories every day with people coming to me and talking to me before I broadcast it out onto the world. But now it's more I have my private practice, which is people sharing their stories with me privately. And how can I help and broadcast? it back to you to give you that mirroring back so that you can make a change in your life. But it's so true. Like that story always gets, gets a laugh. <laughs> now, one thing I was curious about, you mentioned that she was using the, the arm mm -hmm. movements, the arm yes. touching on you. Mm -hmm. When you do havening, do you do it on clients or do they do it on themselves? That's a really great question, Dawson. The beauty of this modality 
is that you can self-apply it. So I might have clients that don't want to be touched. Clearly, some people have uh, like sensory concerns. Some maybe have are dealing with some things where touch was part of their trauma. So and then, of course, with having clients all over the world now, I can I can facilitate a session with them being just on a Zoom call or Skype, you know, whatever I'm using to actually reach them. So the beauty is, is that you can self-apply it. But also, if you are facilitating, which I do on some clients as well, you are physically touching them. So that is actually facilitated havening, which is just using the hands in the same way in a, a nurturing approach, either on the shoulders down to the elbows or the face. That's one of the others, almost like you're, almost like you're giving yourself a lovely massage or like you're just washing your hands, which I always say we did enough of for two and a half years right, with the pandemic. But you have the ability to self-apply any or all of those three touches. And there's no choreography to it. You can do any of them. If you want to stay on your arms, if you prefer on your face, on your hands, you can do any. Or if you want to work with a practitioner, especially on the deep rooted and the deeper traumas, because you never want to do trauma work yourself on yourself. Having somebody be there for you is really important. You can have somebody facilitate it or guide you while you're doing it and still facilitate it. So there's many options. So either you can work with somebody else or you can work on yourself. And of course, the self-harming method Mm -hmm. is really valuable because most of the time when you have an upset, there is nobody there on call right at that moment. So a self-care, self-soothing ability is really important. Yeah. And you can do that with every, you know, it might be the self-soothing you need just in the moment to just calm yourself down a little bit, put your brain in a much calmer state, you know, let what we call it a CPR for the amygdala and the amygdala who we call Amy. It's almost like nurturing a child when a child falls and skins their knee and gets up and starts crying. The first thing that happens is the nurturer most likely the mother comes along and says, the worst is over. You're going to be okay. And that's basically what we're telling the brain. We're telling the amygdala. We're telling Amy, you're right. You're right. You're you're okay. The saber-toothed tiger is not going to kill you. You know, it's fight or flight with that amygdala. She loves to go into fight, flight, or freeze. You're just letting her know it's okay. And Havening has the ability to really change your thoughts, moods, and behaviors and habits rapidly and change the landscape of your brain. And that's really the beauty of it. Because, you know, I use a really specific scenario if you want me to share it with you, but I want to give you a chance to respond to that before I get into that. Do you, yeah, let's talk about yeah. that after a break because I'd yeah. love to get deeper into that. So hold that thought and we'll be back in a moment. My name is Dawson Church. You're listening to High Energy Health. And for more on Hillary's work, go to her website, hillaryrusso.com. We'll be right back in a few moments. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to High Energy Health. My name is Dawson Church, and it's just so great that you're taking this time out of your busy day to really nurture yourself and tune into positive messages, positive ideas. For more on Hillary's work, go to her website, hillaryrusso.com. That's Hillary with one L, H-I-L-A-R-Y, Russo.com, R-U-S-S-O.com. And for for more on my newest book, Bliss Brain, go to the website blissbrain.com. You can get the book there for free. You pay shipping and handling. You also get free eight free meditations there. And we've now done an MRI trial showing that those meditations literally in one month will produce anatomical changes in your brain. So they'll make you calmer, they'll make you happier, and they'll shut down parts of the brain that ruminate on all the bad stuff of the world. So that meditation series is available at Bliss Brain. 
Com. Hillary, so we mentioned a number of stress scenarios now where we can apply havening. How are you using it yourself? How are you using it yourself privately, publicly? What are your main uses at the moment? Every single day, numerous times a day. <laughs> I do it in the morning when I meditate. When I get up in the morning, I mean, I do my gratitude moments. And, you know, studies have shown there was a Harvard research study that showed that when you wake up and do two minutes of gratitude, at least two minutes, instead of grabbing your phone or doing, you know, reading the newspaper, turning on the TV, two minutes of gratitude in the morning, you have a 27% more likelihood of having a happy day six to eight hours later compared to somebody who turns on the TV and watches it for three minutes and looks at the news. So I make a very serious habit of starting my day with gratitude. I do havening while I'm doing it. And then I, you know, go about my day and sometimes things get a little stressful. I mean, we all face stress. It's, it's in our, it's in us to have stress. We can't live. There's good stress and bad stress. So if I'm feeling a little stressful about something, I'll sit there and I'll sit back and I'm like, I'm calm. I'm at peace. I, I've got this. I do a lot of affirmational havening. Maybe I just kind of pay attention to something that brings me joy in my mind, do a little creative visualization and I haven with it. There's different kinds of havening. There's a big umbrella that's the havening, but then there's different kinds within that that you can do on your owner practitioner. And then I would say anytime during the day when I get a little activated, I'm a New Yorker, I'm an Aries, I've got Italian in me, I can get activated. <laughs> so it definitely brings about a sense of calm for me when things start acting up. And maybe I just maybe I just want to feel better. Maybe I'm having a good day and I want to feel better. That's the beauty of it. There is one instance, Dawson, I love to mention. And you know, when I'm not a big person that likes to be stuck in traffic, as I imagine most people do not enjoy being stuck in traffic. But if I'm at a standstill, I'll sit there and I'll haven and I'll put my hands in my lap while I'm at, at a standstill. Like I'm going to get there safely. That's what matters. You know, and you could just haven that feeling, that anxiousness away. Or, you know, one of my favorite stories to tell is like, you know, for anything to be an encoded trauma, there has to be an event that takes place. It has to affect the landscape of your brain, meaning that your brain doesn't know if it's happening then or now. There has to be a feeling of inescapability and there has to be a meaning to it. So a really beautiful way to explain what havening can do for you is that it's almost like the jack in the box. And when you turn the jack in the box, handle, Jack pops out at you and you jump back. No matter where it is in what country, it's the same thing. But havening is almost like those wire cutters that cut the little wire spring that Jack's on. And while Jack's box still opens and he's still in there, he's not coming at you. So it just calms you. And that's really the, the most beautiful way to put it is that, hey, we all have Jack in our life, but you can really change the narrative <laughs> on that story. Jack's going to be there, right? But Amy won Jack zero <laughs> in that fight, right? So that's a really, a really great way to put it. And something that always brings a giggle, especially to the kids when they think about the jack in the box, you know? Yeah, yeah, powerful. <laughs> and then share a couple of stories of clients you've used it with mm. that had dramatic shifts. Especially ones yeah. who are traumatized or who are dealing with long-term recall, uh, traumatic memories that were affecting their whole lives. Of course. And without sharing any personal information, I do have one client that's very public about it. So she allows me to share her story. So this, I do have permission. But I, I work with a metropolitan opera singer who was really dealing with some extreme trauma from her childhood, from being kicked by a horse, from being stepped on by a horse. And it brought her a lot of upset. And, and there was a lot of difficulty that was happening on stage as well because of an accident that happened at the opera house as well. And she's been using Havening every day and she uses it multiple times a day and has seen an unbelievable change in how she's able to be confident on stage, present on stage, and just really work on her own inner self as well. Because I also am an integrative nutrition health coach. So I, I support people in that area as well. But that's probably one of my most public clients. And she's really done so much beautiful work. And it, it shows and it shines when she's on stage. And then I would say with other with other clients that I 
I have. I mean, from children, I've seen a real change in how they're able to focus, how they are handling upset because kids, you know, they they don't know how to really let the upsets out, you know, and giving them havening allows them to find that sense of calm again and really just bring a sense of awareness and be aware of who they are. And, and you know, even adults, we deal with our own inner child and being able to connect with our inner child and realize who is showing up in that moment, who is really present. Is it the seven-year-old you or is it the 47-year-old you or the 70-year-old you? And my mother's actually somebody that I've worked with a lot and she's quite public about it as well. So my mom's 82 and she had a, a number of tra- childhood trauma incidences that that occurred in her life and she loves to talk about it in public. I feel like she's my, well, your mom's your number one fan anyway, but I feel like she's almost like my agent sometimes <laughs> because every time she's with me at an event, she's like, it changed everything for me. Like the, the upset is gone. The traumas are gone. And it means so much to me that I was able to give that gift to my mother to be able to use and empower herself. It almost gets me teary eyed because nothing brings me more joy than knowing my mother can find that joy again. And if I was the one to be able to hand her those tools to empower herself, I, I think I've I think I've done a good job. <laughs> you certainly have. And one of the, the real in- innovations and insights of the 20th century psychologist was families as systems. So Gregory yes. Bates began talking about this in the 1930s, Margaret Mead mm-hmm. in the 1940s, and that because families are systems, and now with energy psychology, we know families are energy systems as well as emotional systems mm-hmm. and behavioral systems. And so the characteristic of a system is when you change one component of a system, the entire system changes. Mm-hmm. So in a family, not everyone has to change. In fact, not more than one person has to change. If only one person in a group changes, it changes the dynamic of the whole group. So what you're what you're experiencing there and finding there and and what's so delightful is to know that you don't have to make your mother, your father, your mm-hmm. child, your husband, your wife, your partner, your team member change. All you have to do is apply that change internally and then you will become a very different agent of influence in that family Absolutely. system. So w- that just relieves us of the need to try and change the world, change everyone else, change our families, just change yourself. Yes. The family system changes, the family constellation changes, and then everything around you starts to shift. We'll have more mm-hmm. of a softer break. Stay tuned. My name is Dawson Church. And for more on Hillary's work, go to her website, hillaryrusso.com. That's with one L H I L A R Y, hillaryrusso.com. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and thanks for making High Energy Health a part of your day and a part of your week. I look forward to seeing you back here again. It's wonderful to share in this way. For more on Hillary's work, go to her website, hillaryrusso.com. And for my newest book, Bliss Brain, get that for free at blissbrain.com. There are also eight free meditations there, one to accompany each chapter of the book. And those are powerful meditations we've shown now in several clinical trials using both MRIs and EEGs. They produce all kinds of shifts in the brain. And after a month, they start to actually change brain anatomy in a very positive way. So all of that's at blissbrain.com. I was reflecting, Hillary, that we can use these energy and stress reduction tools subtractively or additively And subtractively is like the 
people you mentioned so far, like the Metropolitan Opera Singer, where she has stress and trauma, and then she removes that. You release mm -hmm. it through Havening. And so now you're dropping things that held you back. Let's use this proactively, and you can also use this additively. You were mentioning using it with affirmations, visualization, mm -hmm. goal setting. And mm -hmm. I know you have a strong focus on finding your life purpose mm -hmm. on your website. How do you do it? How do you use it for those additive, positive outcomes? Well, I think we're all in a place in our lives at some point where you are saying, what's my purpose? You know, we go through these these shifts, you know, something happens in our life, we go through a shift, something else happens, we go through another shift. And I've just noticed that as I've gotten older, that the that we're, we're hearing terms like purpose driven, purpose this, purpose that. So the idea of what to do once the nest is empty and the kids go off to college, what am I going to do with myself now that I'm not rearing children anymore? You know, where does where does my life go now that I'm divorced and on my own again? That's a big one I get. So the finding your purpose is a big area where I think havening has helped also performance development, anywhere where you're having changes. And we're seeing a lot of people making really big shifts in their life, especially after the pandemic. You know, a lot of people are walking away from their jobs or quiet quitting. That's become a buzzword. They're saying, what am I doing? So I think there's this desire to want to live a really with a blissful brain. We'll throw it back at your book, right? Everybody wants a blissful brain. We want to be happy. We want that brain candy that I talk about. And some of that is people are questioning, do, am I really in that state? Because I, or am I just going through the motions of everyday life? So it's so easy to find that sense of calm, that sense of joy that lives and is within each of us. It is our human right. And even if you're feeling good, who says you can't feel better, right? So there's a number of ways you can do that. And I think havening really can be a tool to empower people to find the bliss, to find the joy, to find the calm and to, to make some decisions that maybe it's hard to make sometimes when your, your brain is in that anxious state. Absolutely. There's research showing that when you're anxious that way, up to 70% of the blood drains out of your mm -hmm. prefrontal cortex and you just don't have access to your mm -hmm. cognitive resources. And so you can't make wise choices when you're stressed. You cannot. And if you're not able to make a good decision when you're in an activated state, you shouldn't be making a decision. The only decision you should be making in that moment is saying, I'm going to take a step back from this. I'm going to, okay, maybe in this moment, I'm going to do a little havening or maybe just step away. Even if it's not havening, just step away, take a deep breath. When you breathe, and I learned this from somebody who was on uh, my guest, Jeff Johnson, who was just on my podcast. He said, when you breathe in, you, you can't talk. And if you can't talk, you can't make a choice in that moment. So breathing is very important. Breathing and just taking a step back and being very mindful of what you want to accomplish and not need to be making such a rash decision. You're not being, you're not being attacked by the saber tooth tiger, right? It's a constant reminder to your amygdala that you're okay. And it's one reason why it's called havening. It's a safe haven. It's a safe place. And that's why you want to put your brain in that haven of a space so that you have the ability to change your thoughts, moods, and behaviors and your habits, make conscious choices that are best for you, and then go forward powerfully with purpose and passion. Yeah. And from that place, it's very, very different as mm -hmm. a 
as a way to live your life than if you're driven by fear and stress. And, and it just, I, I feel sad some days when I see people who are just in that space and can't get out of it and know nothing different and don't know mm -hmm. that there is that haven, which we all have. And of course, mm -hmm. when you meditate, when you use any kind of stress reduction method, you step back into that place of knowing. And there you find there are all these resources you don't have when you're in that, that stress place. Absolutely. I mean, we live with good stress and bad stress. I prefer to live with the good stress, but even that can be a little overwhelming sometimes. And when you think about the amount of thoughts we have in the day, and they're not all good. I mean, we have over, I think it's between 50 and 75,000 thoughts a day. Choose good ones. <laughs> You know, try like mad to like make it a game and choose good thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts, people. That's a lot of thoughts. A lot so, of thoughts. So yeah. you have the power to choose wisely. Yeah. You uh, mentioned the three places you, you can stimulate. Yes. One is the size of your arms. One is your hands. And one is your mm -hmm. face. Now, obviously, yes. if you're in a public place, tapping your face or rubbing your face, throwing your face is going to be pretty obvious. But just like giving yourself a hug isn't too obvious. And certainly just wringing your hands isn't, isn't obvious at all. Not at all. Yeah, I think being I think the safest in public, probably unless you're at like a retreat or something, which I've done that there, everyone's doing it on their face or arms their their hands. But in public, I mean, I tend to just do it on my hands for safety reasons. Sometimes I'll do my shoulders down to my arms. But you know what, it's really just about doing what feels comfortable to you. I do it so many times a day, I don't even realize it when I'm sitting, you know, I, on the bus or in subway, I'm constantly doing havening in my hands just to say I'm going to arrive safely. I maybe sometimes I'll visualize the outcome of the day and and I'm just in a really positive state, knowing it's gonna, I'm going to manifest that. So you can do it anywhere. That's the beauty of it. There's really no place you can't do it. Well, maybe when you're driving. Don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> unless you're stuck in, unless you're stuck in traffic which I already mentioned and you're no, in, a grid, in a gridlock <laughs> yeah. if you're in a gridlock maybe and that's the other thing I mean I do I have clients and I do have clients who uh, have an amputee and have not having the ability to cross the arms but doing it on one arm can even be effective there's nobody that is left out from being able to self-soothe and give yourself love and like what I call it with my hug it out program which is actually an acronym for healing understanding and gratitude you need to be able to hug it out with yourself. We always talk about people like, oh, you guys make up, get over it, hug it out, right? Just embrace and get over it and give each other some love. The, you need to love yourself first. So if you're hugging it out on yourself, you're basically saying, I'm being kind to myself. I'm making amends with myself and I'm okay with that. And if you hug it out and say, I love myself, I love myself for who I am, all parts of me, you want to talk about parts work, right? We need to love every part of ourselves, every step of every age that we've been is all part of who who we are and it all matters and the moment you start feeling that that's when change can really happen it also removes the need to spark that change and for you to feel better from other people to yourself so when you self-soothe and self-stimulate like like that then you aren't saying i need so and so to act such and such a way for me to be happy you're you see so you're saying instead i have the power to make myself happy by yes. by doing this i know in eft we actually train people not to touch their clients and also in a lot of jurisdictions it's, it's not uh, legal to touch your clients so we focus with, with eft very much on mm -hmm. on self-tapping but uh again just bring that power back into your own mm -hmm. your own life and saying i have the power to make myself feel good is really profound so in the last like 30 seconds hillary final words well first of all i want to say thank you for welcoming me on the show and being able to share this with your listeners and your viewers but all i can say is that to you who is listening and watching you have the power to put that active emotional well-being in your hands be kind to your mind and realize that the most important love is self-love 
and you can do anything you put your mind to. So be kind to it because it makes a difference. The most important love is self-love yeah. and direct your mind in that way. Thank you so much again, Hilary. That was wonderful. And to all of those of you who are sharing this time with us, thank you so much for being here and take that advice to heart. Just love yourself. Use these techniques. They can make a huge difference in your life. I'm Dawson Church. You've been listening to High Energy Health. Till we connect again, do those things that make your life better. Be healthy, be happy, and fill your life with love. Thank you.